Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, and stories of West Seattle come together. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In my last episode, I was lamenting a little bit about how challenging it can sometimes be to connect with people in my neighborhood for this podcast. And as we head into the darker, colder, wetter months with the pandemic pretty much exploding everywhere around us, I don't imagine it's going to get much easier to stop random people on the street for a quick interview. But then again, in West Seattle, things are a little different, maybe a little friendlier between strangers. Take, for example, one of the people who did consent to speak with me for my election-based episode. Not only did she stop and share some very thoughtful insights, she actually came back and asked me, what's your podcast called again? After recovering from the shock realization that not everyone in my neighborhood has heard of me yet, I told her who I was and what I was up to, and she mentioned being a local musician from the Delridge area with a new album out. Voila, sometimes these stories just write themselves. Her name is Sfi, spelled like Sophie without the letter O, but there's nothing missing from her range of talents as a musician, singer, dancer, and more, as you'll hear in this interview and performance. How did you get started making music? I started singing when I was seven years old. I heard Mariah Carey sing for the first time, and for whatever reason, her very first debut album was so amazing to me, and hearing her pipes some little voice in the back of my mind thought, I can do that. (laughs) And I grew up in rural Midwestern Indiana, and Mm -hmm. there was no one teaching R&B or soul in my community. And I just set to it to start singing every opportunity that I could. So I got my start in church. I went to church as a little girl and Mm -hmm. That was one of the only opportunities to sing. I started singing in church and choirs and school choirs and competitive competitions. And I studied classical opera as a child. So classical opera, musical theater is my roots. Did you ever perform that kind of music over your career or these days? You know, I don't anymore, although... Opera is a very tight-knit community, and so to break into that really requires a lot of dedication. Right, yeah. It's something that as I've gotten older, I've come back to those roots and Mm -hmm. really wanted to explore that more in my career. And I left it behind after college, really, and teach music. So every once in a blue moon, I get a student who wants to learn opera. And it's my secret joy teaching (laughs) because it's really now my foundation of love and singing because I realized not until I was much older how foundational that was for developing my voice and how important it was. And I really have a lot of gratitude for my teachers when I was younger for Mm -hmm. really making me do it. Yeah. So you don't have to be singing opera to be thinking about the things that you learned from. Exactly. The technique is beyond all other vocal Mm -hmm. techniques, but just really refines your vocal technique and and your breath support in a way that I haven't really found much other vocal styles to do. How would you describe the sound of the music that you're making these days? These days, I've branched more into the electronic realm. I just released a new album, and I produced and arranged the album myself. And it's largely backtrack of electronics and piano. 
And so classifying genre wise, my music these days is electro pop, I would say, or electro Mm -hmm. R&B sort of realm. And really, I identify most with R&B, probably in the deepest roots of my voice and how I write. Was this the first time that you'd done everything, writing, producing, arranging, and performing? Yes, it was the first time that I've done it all. What did you learn from that process? Very hard work. I really respect some of my favorite musicians. Bjork Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite musicians, and I really grew to respect her a lot more and just seeing the skill behind what all goes into it. Really, it was a very gratifying experience because as a woman in the music industry, I've felt we all, as women, we deal with a lot of crap. And Mm -hmm. after my last project, I ended up having a falling out with the producer of my last project and couldn't do anything with it basically Uh because of one word in a contract. And Uh we weren't able to move past it at that point in time. And all of my male friends in the music industry were like, you need to just produce it yourself. Just do it Mm -hmm. yourself this time. And it was cool to have my male producer friends and really musicians that I admire encouraging me to do that. Many of your projects revolve around themes of equality and Mm -hmm. social justice. How do you think music can play a role in those issues? It's such a powerful voice, especially right now with everything that's going on in the world and especially in America where we are here. It is a way for, I think, youth especially to connect to the larger issues that are going on. And so as artists, I feel like it's a really opportune time to really speak out not only about these issues, but about For me, my largest message in my music is universal love and Mm -hmm. consciousness and awareness and compassion for others and really digging into that experience as a person requires that we go into our own experience of ourselves and of others Mm -hmm. and really start to connect with the people around us and what they're going through. And even if you don't identify with what someone else is experiencing or what they identify with, we can learn to live and respect one another more by listening. And so I think that music is a really great medium for expressing how to do that or getting people to think, oh, I never thought about love in that way, or Mm -hmm. I never thought about connection in that way. And it's amazing how, a simple message in a song, it's however many words it is, sometimes right. not many, can really deliver such a powerful message. Yeah, open your ears and maybe you'll open your eyes and yeah, open your heart, exactly. open your mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've worked as a yoga instructor and a dance instructor. How does that experience and movement in general play a part in your music? I started incorporating dance into my music videos several years ago Mm -hmm. and movement in and of itself is a secondary expression and and creativity. Music is my primary form of moving energy in my life, not only an expression, but also art in any form can be a way if we feel angry or sad or happy Mm -hmm. or whatever we're feeling can be a way to move out of an experience 
back into a more positive place. It's the way that I understand the world. And movement, yoga, dance has become the secondary creative process for me in my life and really complements the music realm in a way that I hadn't anticipated when I was younger. I, I took tap dance and ballet very briefly when I was younger, but spent a lot of time doing more freeform dance in my young adult and adult life and realized that I didn't need to be a professional dancer to express myself in that way and complement my music in that way. And so yoga and dance have become that secondary expression for me in moving life along and understanding the world and understanding my own creative process. And you mentioned you have a new project that came out recently. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. My new album is titled Home, and it's available on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. And it actually is, it stemmed out of, I had had a sexual assault, actually. And I was a victim of a sexual assault in 2015. And the year before that, I actually had a near-death experience and was hospitalized for a while. So out of those two really life-altering experiences, it really is what kind of propelled me into not only producing this album, but also in all of the songs that are on it. And while the songs themselves don't necessarily reflect those experiences in and of themselves, the energy and the soul behind the album is my journey to coming back. It's titled Home because it depicts my journey coming back to home in myself Mm -hmm. because those experiences were so life shattering that I never thought I would come back to health and balance and centeredness and and my soul. And Mm -hmm. so the album is titled home because it really reflects my journey moving back into the stillness of myself. And uh, how appropriate that this would be the creation that you did all on your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that had to be a challenging journey that you made. It was very challenging. Yeah, very challenging. What would you have done if you didn't have music to find your way back? I don't even know. I wonder that sometimes. I do know that mindfulness, yoga, meditation has been a huge piece of me reestablishing that center in myself. Mm-hmm. And so, I teach yoga, I teach meditation, I teach mindfulness because of that also, Mm -hmm. because it really, all we have is ourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that we're totally alone in the world by saying that. What I mean is that we really are powerful and we have the power to really shift our awareness and placement in life and take back that control because I lost all of my power through those experiences and coming back into my power. The creative process is not just part of how I did that. It's more of the mental process that goes into that. And Mm -hmm. so music is really the unique medium that I have to do that in the world. But I also have a strong passion in, in really empowering others to find their own power 
outside of a really challenging experience and finding ways to empower people to discover what that is in their unique experience here. That's very cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With a new album out, would you normally be playing shows around town to promote it? Yeah. What are you doing instead? How are you filling that void? I'm learning a lot about online marketing right now and how to reach audiences through social media platforms and YouTube, building YouTube subscribers. And so far it's really slow. (laughs) And I honestly, I'm also feeling like this time is a real opportunity for self-improvement. And so I'm trying not to stress too much about lost opportunities because I had shows booked and festivals and I would be doing all those things. And I'm really trying to see this more as a positive opportunity for self-growth and for really finding a clear path forward and connecting on some of those other levels that I talked about too. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just, fortunately, I, I got a lot of work done before COVID happened. So I'm actually releasing a new music video tomorrow. Oh, great. Yeah. I worked with a cool company based out of Seattle. It's a application for an Apple iOS app. It's called LumaTouch. Uh It's an on-the-fly video editing software. And they offered to produce my newest music video. So I had a couple of things that I had already been working on that I'm able to release and and have that content. So I'm taking this opportunity to focus on more of the media realm of marketing and Mm -hmm. musicianship. You're a one-stop shop for everything. (laughs) Yeah. A good friend of mine actually said once, what did he call? Oh, he said, I love you. You're like a Renaissance woman. (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) what that meant at the time, but you know, I think that in some ways you have to be as, an artist these days because it changes so quickly and learning all of these extra art forms becomes fun in the process of figuring out how to stay creatively inspired and stay relevant to the music industry. On the community level, why is music important? On the community level, music is important partially because of what we talked about before and creating awareness and social justice issues it's also a great way for people to connect. It's a community builder in and of itself. I do work with all ages, but children, especially teaching music. And that really creates an opportunity for me, not only to be this figure and being an artist, but it allows my students to see me doing it and feeling empowered to contribute to their own creative experience and contribute to their community in that way. And so I hold group classes and I share a couple of families with a a couple of coworkers and we have little family bands that we set up and then we teach them what we know so that we're setting them on a pathway to maybe not being professional musicians, but say they start a band when they're teenagers and then they play live shows into their adult life. It's a way to build community in and of itself, Mm -hmm. just gathering people together. Outside of that, in terms of sending out a message, it gives an opportunity to shape young minds and to allow them the power to speak up and use their voices. 
And so I think that larger voice in the community starts to reverberate. And so the more that I'm contributing to my community through music, the more that my community is not just seeing me as this entity over there. You know, my students know me as Spee, my music teacher, or Spee, my yoga instructor. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, she does this other thing too. Mm -hmm. And then they listen to my music. And the more that you're engaging with your community, the the more it's it's not becoming the artist as this separate thing. Right. Which I think is really what we need to break down in the music industry is that we're people. And what I want is to connect with all of my fans. I want to connect with the people around me and have authentic experiences and, and interactions with people around me. And that really starts on the grassroots level. It starts with the people right here in the like little block of where I live. What do you love about our community of West Seattle? I moved here three and a half years ago and had never been to Seattle. And, you know, I was living in the Midwest and there just happened to be this opportunity that opened up in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, I'll just move to West Seattle and move to Capitol Hill or wherever from there. Right. And I started building my little life here. And I don't leave West Seattle. <laughs> for the That's most a lot part. harder to these days. <laughs> yeah, it's harder to these days. But West Seattle is a really special place because I think that it brings a lot of people who want to live at a slower pace mm-hmm. than the hustle bustle of the city but who really are invested in interacting with one another. And it's a place where I do walk down the street and people say hi and people Mm want to meet my dog or ask a question or like how I met you, you know? And and I love that about West Seattle because people know each other and it creates a little bit of accountability and how you're engaging in your community and creates a kind of like smaller town feel to being in a bigger city. And I love that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Here's Svee performing her song, Resuscitation. Oh, 
You can find Svi and her music at svimusic.com. Definitely check it out and get to know more about this very talented artist who calls West Seattle home. That's it for this episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook for updates, and we'd love to hear from you, so drop us a message there or find us on Twitter at Always Podcast. I'm Keith Bacon in West Seattle. Stay safe and thanks for listening. We'll say goodbye with a little more of Svi's music, the track Over You Anymore from her new album, Home. Wow.